Welcome into the Full Tilt Boogie Podcast here from SEC Country. I'm your host, John Neighbors. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. Lots of things to get to today. And as always, thank you for making us a part of your day today. Arkansas basketball taking on South Carolina at home in a must-win game, but a lot of people have already lost hope. We're going to talk about that as well as the expectations for Arkansas basketball and what people really need to check into as far as what is right and what is wrong and what is okay to be expected with the Razorback basketball team. We'll also get into some football news as well. Uh, an interesting story on Jerry Jones's grandson fully committing to the University of Arkansas. What that can mean going forward and also Super Bowl commercials. We'll approach that as far as the nonsensical part of the podcast. But starting with the basketball team against South Carolina tonight, depending on when you uh, listen to this podcast, Arkansas is in a bad way, and it has caused quite a stir from a lot of different people where some are over it, done with Mike Anderson, done with the basketball team and given up. Some are cautiously still optimistic, thinking that they can make the tournament and make a run. Uh, Others are still feeling really good about the chances of maybe making some noise, and they're just in a slump right now. But whatever the case may be, people have a lot of opinions on the Razorback basketball team right now. They're, they're a seven-point favorite against South Carolina. According to the ESPN matchup predictor, they have an 83% chance of winning this game. Arkansas, as far as everything statistically goes, they are better than South Carolina except in points allowed, which I don't know of anybody who's worse than Arkansas in points allowed. But South Carolina does not shoot very well from the field. Uh, they don't have a lot of assists. They have a lot of turnovers per game. And South Carolina has also lost four of their last five games. Their last win was on the road at Florida, because that makes sense. But they lost to Tennessee, Texas Tech, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M, all in pretty convincing fashion. So I don't really know what this game is going to look like. I don't really know who's going to win or really what Arkansas – I think I feel like Arkansas is going to win, but it, it just doesn't feel comfortable right now. It feels a little uneasy among fans, and where it's at the point to where it's like, we want to see results. There's no slumps. There's no there's no time for that. There's no time to just bounce back late. You're sitting at 15 and 8. 15 and 8. 4 and 6 in conference. And you have 8 games left. Much of them as far as your toughest games are at home. You have to decide right now that you're going to get serious about making the NCAA tournament. The Razorbacks are running out of time. They can't mess around anymore. And I feel like they know it. The team knows it. Mike Anderson knows it. And the fans know it. So we'll see how it plays out. And, I mean, we'll we'll talk about that and react to the South Carolina game on tomorrow's podcast. But <clears throat> what I really want to talk about is the expectation. Because I feel like that is really where the Razorback fans have gotten the most frustrated by uh, Mike Anderson this year and his basketball team. It's not that the team's bad. They're not a bad team. And it's not really that the team is underachieving as far as the talent goes. I mean, some could argue that. I don't I don't think it's an underachievement. I think that you have a couple of good players on there, but it requires more than that. But what it is is that Razorback fans so much so, and rightfully so, look back to their history. And they see Eddie Sutton and Nolan Richardson. Two coaches who are Hall of Fame coaches, or at least Eddie belongs in the Hall of Fame. I can't believe he's not in it yet. But 
two coaches who are Hall of Fame coaches, who are the best, some of the most respected and best in their field, and they took Arkansas to great heights. Eddie Sutton established Arkansas as a great basketball program, and Nolan Richardson took it to the elite level, winning a national championship. People look back on that, and they say, that's what Arkansas can do. That's what they're capable of. The 90s weren't so long ago. I mean, it's only 20 years, 25 years. They can get back to that. It's still there. The spark is still there. But fans fail to realize just how much the game has changed. Basketball has changed. And this is not an excuse for Mike Anderson. But to say that Arkansas can get back to that elite level, I think it is possible. But should it be expected? That is the million-dollar question. Arkansas is a very proud program. They take pride in every Razorback fan, especially Razorback basketball fans. They will be able to tell you every single player on the national championship team, even down to the walk-on John Inkscoff. They remember that. And they understand the history. But do they understand the future? Do they understand the present? They just see that a team's not winning. And they want better. Arkansas is a program that should make it into the NCAA tournament every year. Maybe one year out of five, an NIT bid. But every year, Arkansas should be one of the best top 68 teams in the country. I don't think that's too much to ask. And I don't think that's expecting too much. Which is why right now, I feel like as long as Arkansas gets into the tournament, they made the expectation. Fans don't want to hear that. I get it. But to me, if they make it to the tournament, they are officially, in my book, exceed, er, meeting expectations. Some fans don't find that to be enough, and they want more. But it's almost like with the Stan Heath, John Pelfrey years, that Arkansas had to have a hard reset on their program. They got taken back to square one. The momentum was all gone. Even programs that had some downtime found a way to claw its way back or at least didn't have as bad of a time. You think about Arizona. That's a t- Lute Olson was one of the best coaches around, won a national championship. That There were some down years for Arizona, but they kick-started it and made its way back. So you, you can have that type of team. They weren't gone for too long. Or can Arkansas be in Indiana? where they had some of the most successful teams of all time, such as with Bobby Knight. But really have been unable to spark that success once again. Could be that too. I feel like they are doing a lot of great things under Anderson, and they're moving in the right direction as far as where they were when he took over and to where they are now. But it's like... You see, you watch the team and you watch the situation and you start wondering to yourself, can Ar- can Arkansas be better than this? Should they be better than this? Or should we be happy with this, content with this? Because Arkansas, as of right now, is a top five team in the SEC and program, at least, as far as competitiveness. They are for sure. But if Arkansas wants to go to that next level, I don't I don't know if Mike Anderson's gonna be the guy. 
again, that's not saying he's a bad coach at all. I'm not saying that. I'm, in fact, I think he is a good coach, a really good coach even. But I think it might be one of those deals where you wonder if it's going to be taken to that next level. Or is this going to be as good as it gets for for the Razorbacks? Are we seeing right now the best that Arkansas can be? Or is there more to it? I don't know. I feel like this team should be better. With the amount of seniors, they should be better. They, they should have better decision-making. They should have better leadership. They should have a lot of better things to make them a better team. But they don't. They don't. So what's it going to take to bring it around? What's it going to take for them to get back on track? Because if they don't make the tournament this year, folks, I don't think they'll make it next year. I mean, they're losing all these seniors. You have to break in a lot of new players. And as far as the players that are actually returning, assuming Daniel Gafford comes back, he's going to be your best guy. But maybe Darius Hall? Is that it? C.J. Jones will be decent. Hopefully. But that's all you got. As far as returning guys with experience that you feel really comfortable and confident about and who has made some plays this year. That's it. Will Cleo Garland be able to play? I think that's been a, a huge factor that's been a mis- missing piece from this team. I mean, I'm not making excuses, but I really believe that he would be able to make a difference on this team right now. So will you get him back? You have a lot of incoming freshmen that are going to be really talented. Arkansas has got one of the top, I believe one of the top 10, top 15 recruiting classes in the country coming in. But can they get it going immediately? We'll get to that next season. But looking at it right now, it's just about getting to the tournament. No matter how it happens, you have to get to the tournament. There's no questions asked. You have to make it to the dance. An NIT bid or anything less will not excite fans. It, they will you saw the you saw the writing on the wall with Beeline. You'll start to see fans not going to games near as much. You'll start to see them lose their excitement, lose their passion. And that is the worst thing that can happen in a fan base. Is to lose the energy and the fire that drives you to be that fan. That's what did Bielma in faster than anything with the football program. It, 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 yeah, the success wasn't there on the field. But it was mainly the absolute meh feeling of fans where they didn't even care to go to games. And you were seeing 10, 20,000 fans in the stands, and that was it. That's how bad it got. You can't have that at Arkansas basketball. And I don't know if you'll even, if you will, because I feel like Mike Anderson truly does care a lot more than Bielma did. I think he he understands the history. He understands the passion of the fan base. And he understands that it, it's do or die. You can't just take time off in this league. you gotta, you got to go 110% all the time. That was something that Brett Bielma never understood. He just thought he could just come in and you know, go on a few recruiting visits and eat a few burgers and call it great. So I just – I don't get it why they're this struggling this much, but they are. So Mike Anderson understands the fire, and if he has that fire, he's going to fight for it. He's not going to roll over and die. He's not going to give up like Bielma did. He's going to fight for it. So where is the fight going to be in these next eight games? How are they going to fight? 
Are they going to put it together and find ways to get victories in games that are crucial for their tournament chances? Are they? South Carolina will tell us a lot. But there has to be a turning point. There has to be a moment where it just clicks. Because, it, you know, last year it happened a little earlier than this point in time. Maybe the loss to LSU on the road and getting beat with 15 three-pointers. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But you just feel like it's going to happen. You feel like it's coming. But for Mike Anderson's sake and for the Razorback football or basketball team's sake, whew, better happen sooner rather than later. All right, moving on to uh, a different topic with uh, the Razorback football team. This will just take a second. But uh, the recruiting Classes are starting to stack up, and I think Chad Morris has done a pretty phenomenal job uh, getting everything in place and doing a good job of recruiting and getting some big-time players into this year's class with coming up and signing day. And I feel like it's very impressive, and we're, I'm hopefully going to get Trent Shaded on uh, for the final time on this week's podcast to talk more about the recruiting side of stuff and uh, get more of an idea of where everything's going to be going and how everything's going to be taking place. But uh, I really, really think that Chad Morris has done a, f- a pretty phenomenal job. He's addressing the needs and looking at these videos. And I know, say what you want about them, but it's all marketing ploys by the U of A. But looking at these videos that the U of A has put together and the team has put together to kind of give everybody hyped and passion, it's showing, hey, they're trying to work on speed. It is speed, speed, speed. They are showing that they are c- cutting these guys down and they're going to be fast, which to me, if I'm a call, if you had to choose between how strong you are, or how fast you are, I'm going with speed every time. Speed will win you a lot of games. Strength will make you better throughout the games, but doesn't necessarily, I feel like speed always beats strength. Always. Unless you're Alabama where you have both. But speed will always beat strength. Go with speed every single time. Chad Morris is definitely going after those players. Okay, so and also in the nonsensical part of the podcast, I started talking about Super Bowl commercials. Everybody was all like, I feel like Super Bowl commercials do not aren't funny anymore. It's almost like let's see who tries the hardest to be funny or let's see who tries the hardest to be political or who tries the hardest to tug at your heartstrings. Super Bowl commercials used to just be fun. They used to just be non-PC, just go with the flow, like the Terry Tate office linebacker. That was like one of my favorite commercials. Where is it at now? It's gone. No, And you can't do that because it, it, people who play – or who were in an officer would get hurt. And, you know, it, it triggers people. Like, it's just none of it's fun anymore. And it's just disappointing. So everyone was talking about the Super Bowl commercials, what their favorite one was. I think the one with the Doritos and Mountain Dew with um, Peter Dinklage and Morgan Freeman was pretty awesome when they were rapping with two Busta Rhymes and Missy Elliott, respectively. But uh, that was about it. I mean, okay, the rest of it was kind of, meh, whatever. Not funny. And the ones that were supposed to be like sagging, pull at you. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, what are we talking about right now? What are we doing? I just, I don't care for the commercials as much as I used to. I don't care for the NFL as much as I used to. I don't care for the Super Bowl as much as I used to. I just don't care as much as I used to. That should be a song that Toby Keith writes. I don't care as much as I used to. Write that down. I mean, that's, that's, that's probably be some beautiful lyrics. But anyways, I didn't care for it. And it doesn't look like many people did either. Appreciate everybody listening to the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. You can also get after me on Twitter at your neighbor John for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll be sure to keep it going all week long. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then.